grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Scripture reading for our meditation this morning is from our gospel lesson according to Mark chapter 10. And as is our custom here at St. Paul's and in many Lutheran churches across the world, when we finish reading the gospel lesson each day, we say this is the gospel of the Lord to which we as a congregation respond, praise be to Christ. But for many of us today, as we hear the words that are uttered by Jesus himself in this gospel lesson, it can be incredibly difficult to say with great joy, praise be to Christ. Because we hear Jesus' words again that hit us so difficultly. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. As we reflect on these words from Jesus, we must first consider, think about your brothers and sisters in Christ who are sitting among you in the pews today. Some of our brothers and sisters in Christ who are in the pews today will come together as they celebrate 50 plus years of marriage. There's even one couple in our midst today who's going to be celebrating their 68th wedding anniversary this year. Many other couples who of far less years but are also celebrating marriages together. Then there are also couples together in our midst who are married. And yet because of the silence in their marriage, in truth, they feel all alone. There are those who are divorced. There are those who are single. Maybe single because they're not yet married and it will happen someday. Or maybe they're single because they never will be married. And so as we read these words, hear these words from Jesus, there's many different emotions that stir in the different brothers and sisters in Christ who are gathered here today. Some who are filled with guilt or frustration, anger, wondering what is this supposed to mean? Is Jesus saying that I'm worse off than everybody else? Or some people just wondering, well, what is this supposed to mean for me? How am I supposed to truly hear and learn from this? These different questions circling around all of these personal, unique, individual situations present in our congregation. And yet as much as it may sound like I'm avoiding those questions, I'm not. And the fact that we're not going to be considering all the ifs, ands, the buts, the personal and unique situations. Because Jesus here doesn't get into all those unique and personal situations. In fact, as Jesus says these words today, he is addressing one specific issue that is brought forward to him by a specific group of people. And that group of people that come before him are the Pharisees. The Pharisees who are recorded to have come before Jesus to test him. Or as we could also accurately say, the Pharisees who are there to tempt Jesus. Because the very same Greek word that's used here for what the Pharisees are doing is the exact same Greek word that is what the devil was doing to Jesus when he was in the wilderness for 40 days. So so the Pharisees come before Jesus and they are tempting him. Tempting him to see if he will approve of their hard-hearted, frivolously sinful ways. Because they wanted Jesus to approve of their their divorces. But not just any divorce. They wanted to approve of them going about it in any such frivolous way possible. So frivolous such to be is that some of them even wanted to divorce their wife just simply because she didn't cook the way he liked that day. They had such a hard-hearted, frivolously sinful attitude. And so it's in the face of this hard-hearted, frivolously sinful attitude that Jesus says his words today. These words that are difficult to hear. But these words that communicate one clear thing to us today. That it is God's will 
that when man and woman are joined together in marriage, they not be separated. And Jesus makes this point even clearer because right before that, he quotes Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 in which we have the institution of marriage going all the way back to the beginning of creation. When man and woman are created and they are told to leave their father and mother and hold fast to each other, to cleave to each other. And this holding fast isn't just a physical joining, but it's also an emotional, mental, spiritual joining together. And it's a joining together that's far, far closer than even parent and child, but this special union that God has created. And as God said, they came together and they were naked and not ashamed. And as God did every single day in his days of creation, he ended each day by saying, it was good. Creating man and woman together forever, not to be separated, it was good. But as we consider this creation account, man and woman together, we'd also do well to go back to Genesis chapter 1, in which we have more description of that creation account in which we also learn that today's words from God are not just for those who are married. Because in fact, as we look at Genesis chapter 1 paired with Genesis chapter 2, we see another part of God's will that is clear to us. That God desires every single person to be in relationship with him. A relationship with him that should be joined together with him forever and not to be separated. Because when God created man and woman, he created them in his image. We're not just some foreign creature God created because he thought it would be fun, but to be in his image, to be in relationship with him. And then God blessed Adam and Eve. He gave them all that they needed. He even gave them dominion, stewardship over the creatures of this earth. Meaning they're stewards, the managers of what God is truly the owner. So again, there's this relationship between mankind and God. And further than that, God communicated with them. He gave Adam and Eve instructions. And communication is the key essential thing of any relationship that exists. And again, at the end of that day, God said, it was good. It was good that mankind be in relationship with God. Problem is, as soon as sin came into this world, It broke every single relationship there is between man and woman and mankind and God. Adam and Eve broke their relationship amongst each other when each of them had sinned and then blamed the other or put the blame elsewhere, not looking in amongst themselves and what they had done to each other. And then furthermore, Adam and Eve broke the relationship between themselves and God because one, Eve directly disobeyed God's command as well as did Adam. But Adam went a step further by blaming God and said, God, you're the one who gave me this woman. In just mere moments, the relationships were broken. And sadly, in our lives today too, it only takes mere moments before sin breaks our relationships. Between our own sin and the sinfulness in this world. And I don't even need to give examples because unfortunately we know them all too well. But praise be to God that his will didn't just end with creation. Because God's will is far greater than that. God's will was also that he sent his one and only son into this world to redeem his entire creation. Which yes does mean that God knew that after he created mankind and creation would fall into sin. So it doesn't make sense to us. Why would God allow for this? 
Why would God allow for all the brokenness? Why would God allow for the brokenness in my life? I don't know. But what we do know is that God's will was to send his son into this world for you. And so God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, into this world. Jesus Christ, who is true God and man, who is one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus knew the plan. He knew that the plan was for himself to humble himself of of his divine nature and also take upon human nature. Jesus knew that he was going to come into this world and endure rejection and suffering for you. He knew that he was going to come into this world and go to the cross to bear the separation of this world's sin. But he also knew that he would rise three days later and ascend so gloriously into heaven, sitting there at the right hand of God, interceding for you every single day. Because because of God's good and gracious plan through his son, Jesus Christ, you get to be restored in him. You get to be reconciled to your God, your heavenly father. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, you are restored in this relationship with God himself. And we as scripture attest to this in so many different places. We go to 1 Peter chapter 2 in which it says, Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And to read just another of the many places in scripture, Ephesians chapter 2 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Not being God's people, being far off because of the sin and brokenness world, but now God has brought you close. He has made you one with him. You are reconciled to him because of his son, Jesus Christ, very body and blood given and shed for you. And you get to also experience that reconciliation in your relationships here on earth as well because of the love that Christ has shown. Now, as we have those who are celebrating our 50 plus years of marriage gathered with us in worship, especially at the 1045 service, I haven't asked them personally, but I'm pretty confident that if I were to ask them if in those 50 plus years of marriage there had been some disagreements, fights, conflict, some brokenness, I think the unequivocal answer would be yes, there has been. But because of the love that Christ first showed them, they get to show that love to each other. They get to show that forgiveness to each other. And even for those of us in this congregation whose relationships may never be restored to the same earthly way that we desire them to be, we still get to experience Christ's love and forgiveness even in those relationships too. And so today we hear rather difficult words from Jesus. But hear this about those words that he said. God's will is that man and woman be together forever. God's will is also that you be with him forever. And praise be to God that his will is that his son come into this world to be sure that that is possible. Because for sure, because of Christ's blood given and shed for you, you are with him forever. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.